Comprehensive, relevant, and insightful conversations about health and medicine happen here on MedStar Health Doc Talk. The cause is still unclear, but ultraviolet radiation from the sun and tanning beds are often to blame for the most serious form of skin cancer, melanoma. But not always. Surgical oncologist Dr. Ed McCarran of the MedStar Health Cancer Network in Baltimore is here with us today to talk about melanoma, what it is, how it's treated, and prevention. I'm your host, Mike Shu. Welcome to Doc Talk, and Dr. McCarran, welcome to you. Well, uh, it's very nice to be here, Mike. Thanks for having me. You're more than welcome. According to the American Cancer Society, the risk of melanoma seems to be increasing in people under 40, especially women. Our hope in talking about today is to get people to take precautions, but also how to identify it. So identification, what should they look for? Well, you know, over the years, I believe there's been excellent public service messages about trying to increase awareness about melanoma. Everyone should, I hope, be aware of the A, B, C, D, E's of melanoma. So if you have any mole on your body that's kind of asymmetric, uh, with an irregular border, changing color, or larger than a, the size of a pencil eraser, uh, you should definitely get that checked out. The E stands for evolving, and uh, that would be if the uh, mole increases in size or changes in any way. And to some degree, you're asking people to just sort of be more aware of their body to take a minute at some point during the month or during the year to just sort of look yourself over and have your a friend or a partner or someone else say, Hey, could you, you take a look at my back and things like that? Uh, absolutely. And I would say that there's always an uptick of our uh, melanoma diagnoses in the spring and the summer when people start putting their bathing suits on or taking their shirts off. Uh, you can have a friend or your wife or anyone just kind of look at your back and say, Hey, that mole looks a little funny. You better get it checked out. Um, even to make it easier, sometimes we refer to as the melanoma as uh, kind of the ugly duckling. You can actually just stand back and look at someone and kind of pick out the one mole that looks a little different than all the other ones. Sure. And, and they do look like moles, different types of skin types. Um, some people I know, you know, they sort of regularly have screening because they're very fair skinned and they may have, you know, pigment irregularities or moles. And so they make a point to see someone every year, but a vast population probably doesn't do that. No, no, I'm sure they don't. Um, but definitely if you have fair skin, uh, green eyes, light hair, you're going to definitely be in a higher risk group to getting skin cancers and melanoma. Um, it's called the most serious of skin cancers. Why, why is that? The reason why melanoma can be dangerous, it's it's unlike basal cell carcinoma or squamous cell carcinoma. I think of non-melanoma skin cancers as almost like a nuisance uh, that they just need to be excised and dealt with. The problem with melanoma is that that skin cancer has the potential to spread to other places. Hmm. So that those cells can run out to your lymph nodes or actually even go through your blood and go to anywhere in your body. So that's why it's so very important to get to a dermatologist, get a biopsy, get diagnosed, and get rid of it before it can do any of those things. So does the look of the melanoma or the size matter in terms of whether it will migrate inside the body? Um, that's a great question. So the risk of melanoma is typically determined by how deeply it grows into the skin. And that depth of invasion generates all the risk. So if you have an early diagnosis and a very thin melanoma, I would say 99% of those patients can be cured by surgery alone. And we've been talking about 
visually picking up the melanoma. Is that the main screening method? Are there any other methods? Um, I would say just looking over your body and being aware of your skin is the best way to make the diagnosis. It's not a blood test or anything like there that. Are, no. There aren't any blood tests. Eyeball it. Exactly. Take a look at it. Can, melanomas, and we know people with fair skins uh, have, you know, it, it, it is more of a worry, but can melanoma develop in people with darker complexions? Um, they can. And actually in our African-American population, they can also develop melanoma. Um, the only difference is that in uh, people of color, the melanomas tend to occur on the palms of their hands or the soles of their feet. Um, mm -hmm. So any person of color with a dark spot in those locations uh, may want to have that looked at. Again, it's visual. It's, it's visual. It'll stand out. Correct. Yeah. yeah. So um, can melanoma be inherited? Um. Uh, family history definitely increases your risk of skin cancer. Um, there is a rare autosomal dominant gene mutation that is in something called dysplastic nevus syndrome. Uh, the new terminology is called FAM syndrome. And what that stands for is familial atypical multiple mole and melanoma syndrome. Now, those patients are pretty obvious to uh, providers. I mean, these, these are folks that have uh, hundreds of moles on their body. And people, I would imagine, if they don't already know that, if they do have a lot of moles on it, they really should seek out a dermatologist. Yes, they should definitely have a complete skin exam by a dermatologist. And like I say, you should always be a little embarrassed after your dermatology exam. They should look at your whole body. So... <laughs> socks off. Well, because something that may just look like a mole to the layman, uh, dermatologist right away. Absolutely. They really know how to pick them out. Yeah. And how often should they do that? Usually it would be yearly. Um, once the dermatologist has the ability to assess the patient, then they typically set the time interval. And if they do biopsies where they're seeing atypical nevi, they might shorten that interval of follow-up but I think a good uh, yearly exam is appropriate for most patients. So is sun or UV light, is that always to blame for melanomas and skin cancers? I would say excessive sun exposure is the number one risk factor for melanoma, but it is not the only one. Like I tell everyone, I try and get through the summer without a blistering sunburn. I try not to have excessive sun exposure. You have to follow all the precautions of using sunscreen we recommend uh, SPF of 30 or more. So SPF actually stands for sun protective factor. Um, SPFs above 30 really don't necessarily offer that much more protection. I know I it's think marketing. In, it's marketing. It'll get up to 100, I think. I think they go up to like SPF of 100. Um, but, uh, but the other thing is that what you should be aware of, and not to be too technical, is that we have melanocytes in our body, which is basically a normal cell. Those melanocytes turn into melanoma cells, which are the cancer cell. But those melanocytes are everywhere. Uh, they can be in your eye. They can be um, in your mouth. They can be in your spinal cord. So there are several types of melanoma, not only skin cancers. So in the eyes, in, in, in nose and throat, how do you detect those? An ophthalmologist would typically, or an optometrist would make that diagnosis. Um, patients would probably present with like maybe a little blind spot in their eye that they're not used to. And then they would go get checked out and, um, you know, they would take a picture of the back of your eye and be able to see that.
then who would treat that? Would that be the, the eye person or the, someone like you? Oh no, that would be, uh, an ophthalmologist dealing with oncology. Well, I know in recent years and I've gone to the dentist, they, you know, stick out your tongue and they look all around there. Are they looking for that type of cancer? Uh, I'm sure they are. So if they saw any abnormal pigmented lesion in your oral cavity, they sure. would either, they would, I assume they would do the biopsy or get you to, um, maybe somebody like an ear, nose, throat physician that would do that. Yeah. It's not the most pleasant part of the uh, journey for no. that. But on the other hand, uh, look, I'd much rather uh, know what it is. Um, so where are melanomas most likely to appear? Um, typically the melanomas occur on intermittently sun exposed skin. So it's kind of like the, the guy that goes to the beach and takes his shirt off for two weeks a year, gets a couple of sunburns and then is done. Um, the chronically sun-exposed areas are more prone to getting uh, basal cell carcinoma, squamous cell carcinoma. Mm -hmm. So really, so on men, it tends to be on the trunk, and on women, it tends to be on extremities. But again, it can be anywhere. It can be anywhere, but it's, so it's the intermittent. It's 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 sort of the, the weekend warrior type. That's where you find it. Exactly. Any, any so reason when, why? Um, uh, I think it all has to do with the uh, ultraviolet energy damaging your DNA and your cells. That ultraviolet energy can cause mistakes in the DNA that if you accumulate enough mistakes, again, a normal cell converts into a cancer cell. Interesting. So can melanomas itch? Um, you know, I think if you have a skin lesion that starts itching or becomes tender, um, that would be under the E category as evolving. Yeah. So, so again, if you have a skin lesion that starts itching, it's time to get it checked out. So once detected, what are the treatment options? Uh, the number one treatment option is surgery. You definitely want to have it surgically removed. So we typically take a wide margin of normal skin around the old biopsy site or the melanoma. And most of the time that is treatment enough. Um, sometimes if the melanoma is a little more advanced, we have to check lymph nodes and that is done by performing a sentinel lymph node biopsy. And that typically means just removing one or two lymph nodes in the region of the melanoma. So as a surgeon, when you're removing a melanoma, can you tell if it's going to be something that will, you've taken care of it right then, or it looks like it is deeper and may have other effects in the body? So we rely on our pathologists. So we orient the skin specimens for our pathologists and send them down to the lab, and then they completely scrutinize it. They'll provide us more information about the melanoma and if our margins are clear or positive. So, of course, we're always shooting for clear margins all the way around. And if someone does have melanoma that the surgery didn't take care of all, care of, all of it, does, is that something which then there is additional treatment? So typically if there's residual melanoma at the area of the primary melanoma, we would go back and do additional surgery. If the melanoma has spread to a lymph node and it's considered higher risk, we would then refer those patients to our medical oncologist who would consider giving immunotherapy to the patients. Well, that was my next question. Tell me about the immunotherapy part of it. Well, immunotherapy has been a new development in the treatment of melanomas that has really improved outcomes. I mean, that that has been an incredible um, find for the treatment of our uh, melanoma patients. So basically, what the medical oncologists are able to do with these drugs is they turn off the off switch of the immune system, if that makes mm. sense. So what you want is your immune system to be driven to kill cancer cells. As a protection to our bodies, our immune systems turn off before they cause too much trouble. So we don't get autoimmune diseases. Right. 
but when you want your immune system fighting the cancer, you don't want it to turn off. You don't want it to stop. So these drugs will continue to allow the immune system to drive after these cancer cells. So what, what tips do you have for preventing melanoma? Oh, my tips to all my patients is to avoid blistering sunburns at all costs and do not uh, use tanning beds. Um, even one time in a tanning bed can increase your risk of skin cancer. And so, gosh, my daughter is now a teenager. Um, I'm so happy that spray tans are becoming popular um, because, you know, how it was very popular for a while to simply go to, oh, I'm going to get my base tan to go on vacation, or I'm going to get a tan to go to this wedding. I'm going to get a tan to go on vacation before I go in the sun. And I would say that all that logic is kind of flawed. You do not want to expose your skin to ultraviolet radiation. Bad news. Bad I news. agree. So um, one of the things that I want to do is to, to have us go over again the ABC DE rule because it seems to me like something that couldn't be stressed enough. So just to go over the ABCDEs of melanoma, um, that means that the skin lesion is asymmetric, that the border is irregular, that the diameter is greater than the size of a pencil eraser. Um, the C is obviously for color change or variation. And then the E is evolving, like we said, getting larger, itching, or painful. Anything else you want to share with folks about melanoma or what patients should be looking out for? Um, I would say just uh, make sure that you keep an eye on your skin and on your loved ones. And if they have a, a strange lesion on their body, encourage them to get checked out. And uh, again, just follow all those sun precautions when you're enjoying your pool or vacation or outside. Um, and again, it's, it's something that's very treatable and the majority of patients do very well. Outstanding. Well, good. We've been talking with Dr. Ed McCarron at MedStar Franklin Square Medical Center. Dr. McCarron, thank you for your expertise here on MedStar Health Doc Talk. So visit MedStarCancer.org or call 443-296-5680 to learn more. 